As long as I am in the game, you'll never win I'm on that different type of high Heroin, put on my cape and hit the sky Heroin I fly, I fly, I'm blazing I'm blazing, just like I'm blazing Hello, little bird. Hey, how's it going? I'm triple hard and double soft. Oh, God, who else is in here? Speaking of Flint, Michigan, I'd like to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Flint Water. That's right, man. Yeah, who cares about purity and details like that when you can get Flint Water for one tenth of the price of normal bottled waters? So uh, hit us over at FlintWater.com to start your subscription today. All right, son. This is all about being patient and being extremely quiet. You don't want to scare him off. Oh, I wish I had my phone. This is so boring. Why are we at a tree again? Son, we got up at 3.30 this morning. We didn't eat or shower. We drove two hours and then we hiked all the way up here. The last thing we want to do is ruin the whole trip because you want to twidge it on your space book with your damn candy crunch game. I have to pee. Quiet, shh. Look, there. There she is. She's gorgeous. What a beauty. Holy buckets. Shh. Careful, son. I don't want to spook her before we take the shot. Steady. This is amazing. Steady, wait for it. I love you, Dad. I'm in one of those moods, I will fuck you up. Do you fucking hear me? What the hell are you doing in my tree? I'm calling the cops. Well, time to go, son. Sitting here rubbing on your penis, are you serious? You got the right one, honey, cause I'm a crazy. I'd say the trip was a success. Thanks, Dad. Don't tell your mother. I won't. Whatever it is, I know I need it to my life. And one thing comes to mind when I see you. I'm going to blaze it for days. Take me away. Take me to the highest place where I meditate. With a good memory. From Comicola Studios in Frosty, Colorado, it's time for some blazing comedy. All right, welcome to Blazing Comedy. My name's Tim. You might know me from a small ad campaign I did for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma a few years back. I played the part of a special effects smoke machine. And joining us from Swami's late night irrational phone calls, Sid Swami. Swami. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Not, not special effects. Yeah, take your time, man. We're, we're just, we're just, we're just doing a show here. Yeah, I mean, uh, howdy, homies. What people don't know is that we've got this guy, and he's got a little uh, sheet of metal that he rattles to make the uh, bong hit noise. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Foley Artist. Foley Artist. Yeah, there we go. In Hollywood, everything is magic and make-believe. Gloves with paper clips are dog paws. Even what you hear. We are storytellers with sound. Over here we have a feather duster used for bird, bird wings. We bring sound into the story and we can create any mood with that sound. When you watch a film, much of what you're hearing was created. From footsteps on a snowy path to a vicious thunderstorm. Weather is a really interesting thing to recreate. And make it exciting. <laughs> it depends on the elements that we're using and how it's filmed and what they want to hear. Here at the Warner Brothers lot, Foley artists practice their craft. And if they do their jobs right, you won't even notice. People take sound for granted, but you would miss it if it wasn't there. Fuck yeah, I love Mick Foley. Bang bang! And a man who starts his morning every day by cursing the sun. John Hey, you know, I was in a, uh, I was in a medical commercial too. Yeah, did you know that uh, you or your loved one might be entitled to compensation if you had mesothelioma? Attention: If you or a loved one was diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Nice! Yay, lung disease, brothers! <clears throat> Hold on! Holy shit! Are you a, a non-attorney spokesperson? Paid spokesperson. That's what it is. Holy shit. Is it video of you or just your voice? Like, I need to see this commercial now. I want to see John Holland as non paid non-attorney spokesperson. Yeah, that would be. God, wouldn't that be a great thing to put on your LinkedIn? Yes. I guess technically we're all a non-attorney spokesperson because we're spokesperson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like comedy. Right. Yeah, I'm actually not pre-diabetic, I'm happy to say, but my cholesterol is through the fucking roof, man. I can't have any red meat or cheese. I just like have a very little bit trying to get it down. Um, been eating a shitload of oatmeal. I fucking oatmeal. Got, yeah, yeah, oatmeal is fucking great for bringing Sit, Swami, are you a non-attorney spokesperson for diabetes? <laughs> I am a non-attorney spokesperson for many things, John Holland, but for diabetes, no, sir, I am not. So anyway, Tim, did you know that the shingles virus may already be inside of you? What does that do for me? Um, you heard it here first, ladies. Tim has the virus, so wrap it up. Wrap that shit up. Yeah, do not put... It. It's a good one, though. What are shingles, John? Tell, tell them the good things about shingles. Oh, there's no good things about shingles. Haven't you ever seen the commercials? My God, those people are in agony. I mean, they're they're up there with the people in the before black and white things of uh, infomercials. Shingles is like 21st century leprosy, Tim. I can't get any of the good diseases. This is terrible. Fuck. It may already be inside you. The worst luck. You'll, you'll remember those commercials they used to have for lawyers. 
and they were all over the country. It's like a template commercial where they're like, who's the lawyer on this one? Don't we better settle. Dun, dun. So, John, you watch a lot of daytime television? Matlock, Murder, She Wrote? Uh, you know, actually, that's a good segue because it is December now. So people have got a lot of time off and that means a lot of prices, right? Man, Holy shit, I didn't even know that Murder, She Wrote came on in the daytime. I always thought that was like a nighttime show. By the way, how fucked up was that show? She lived in this small town in Maine and somebody was getting murdered there every week. It had like a higher murder rate than fucking Gary, Indiana. Well, if I recall correctly, um, you know, after everybody in her hometown got murdered and it was only her left, then she would get like, you know, letters from people or, you know whatever they were using back then, telegrams or something, where it's like, oh, Angela Lansbury, there's been a murder in the next town over. Please come this way and solve our murder. Man, what a hottie, huh? Have you, have you ever seen, like, old pictures of Angela Lansbury? She actually was a pretty... She was, I mean, she's no, a no, very yeah. good-looking... Yeah. She was a good-looking older woman. I wouldn't doubt that, you know, she was very good-looking. Like, uh, you remember Betty White? She used to be like smoking back in oh, the yeah. she was like and 60s, show. man. Yeah. Send all your elderly nudes to Sid's hate mail at gmail.com. Even yeah, but- all the way up to Golden Girls, she was the yeah. hot one, you know? Yeah. Like, do you know any old ladies that are even a quarter as hot as Angela Lansbury at that age? Uh, dude, uh, Angelica. Angelica Houston, to me, the chick that played Morticia Adams, she's like the hottest old lady. Also, um, Katie Seagal uh, in Sons of Anarchy, she's a really hot old lady too. Oh my god! Yeah, but they're not, but they're not like playing old ladies though. I mean, like Katie Seagal in Sons of Anarchy. I mean, she's clearly trying to play somebody younger than her actual age. Not saying no. She's- she was a grandma with a grown well, kid. Jax Teller, you know. Like- it's like a 40-year-old grandma in Sons of Anarchy. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, saying, I guess you're right. I'm yeah. saying Angela Lansbury was playing an old lady, and she is an old lady. And, you know, as far as the old lady scale, compared to real life especially, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, you're right, dude. We're all going to be having sex with old ladies at some point. Hell yeah, dog. What do you consider old? Do you consider, like, over 40-old? Because I had sex with this lady that was, like... 46 but i don't know man i don't really consider that old i don't really consider anybody to be old till they're like 70 when you're 70 i'm gonna say 65 yeah i'm gonna say white hair wrinkly boobs but all boobs are beautiful women well i mean i've been with a lot of young girls with wrinkly boobs Uh, it's not really a thing dude like a lot of boobs, unless they're like genetic or unless they're like uh, surgically enhanced, are just gonna be kind of weird looking and misshapen, man. Like, I don't know. People's concept of what boobs are supposed to look like is way fucked up. Only like maybe one out of ten people have that gene that makes their boobs pointy. I have it. I have S- one. Sid, ac- Sid accidentally set his Tinder profile to say that he's looking for women in Flint, Michigan, <laughs> apparently. So there's this chemical that you can put on body mass and muscle and you don't even have to work out. You can be sleeping and you put on 175% more muscle than you would when you're working out. This is like a natural supplement. And the thing is, um, that's a lot of the fight fighters like Conor McGregor and shit, like they're all kind of being seen negatively about this. And then also um, the dude from The Voice, the guy, guy who sings like a woman. Um, Carson Daly. No, he looks really pretty and tiny. Um, not Christina Aguilera, the other one, uh, 
Adam Adam Levine, he basically uh left the show because he bulked up using that shit for a movie role and he looks like fucking diesel truck now. That guy he was tiny. Why why would him That's bulking cool. up have anything to do with leaving the voice? Because it's like that that chemical that is being like banned in the UFC and all this shit because it's like athletes it's an, it gives them an you know an edge. Are you a non-attorney spokesperson for quote that shit that's banned in UFC? <laughs> I didn't want to say what it was called, John, but Oh my god, John. Yeah, you're like you're like talking exactly like those fucking clickbait ads, you know, like the the thing that works so well, doctors banned it for this one weird trick to bulk up like a diesel truck and get kicked off the voice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Flintwater. They'll put them put them pounds of you. Pounds of asbestos, lead, and other toxic materials. But who cares? It's so cheap. Like, bro, a bottle of Dasani at Walmart is a dollar forty-nine. A bottle of Flint water, fourteen cents. I mean, come on, you do now, the math. Now with forty-two percent less H two O. Like you know that all they're doing is they're just like you know opening up the tap and filling that shit up. John, don't don't give away our secrets. You can't expose business, brother. They're our sponsors. Yeah, for real. Come on, man. <laughs> Can't be exposing the business, John. Are you a non-attorney spokesperson yes. for exposing the business of our <laughs> Yeah, I'm Aaron Brockovich. I'm going to rip the mask off Scooby-Doo style. And it's it's Julia Roberts as Aaron Brockovich under here. Bro, if you were Aaron Brockovich the whole time and you didn't show me your titties, we can't be friends anymore. Because she was showing her titties to everybody. And I never got to see your titties, not even once. Isn't it so funny how somebody who fought so hard against uh, chemicals in the water, like, the first thing she did when she got rich is get a boob job? Fuck yeah. <laughs> if I got rich, first thing I'd do is get a ball job. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> what, just bigger balls or rounder or smoother, Sid? Or what? You know yeah, what? Less, less he, saggy. He'd, get the, uh, he'd get the little plastic uh, grape ball replacement <laughs> thing so he could back to two. You don't like your seven-inch lean on your ball sack, Sid? That shit is stretchy. Ball sack, 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 ball sack. It's pretty inconvenient. I'm going to say, like, you know, sometimes you have to check the water level of the toilet when you're sitting down on one for the first time when, you know, you have my condition. So, yeah, I want a ball job. Oh, so the first thing I would do if I was rich like that is I would get that extraordinarily painful surgery where that you can grow a couple inches. Not those inches. Where they, like, break your legs and then, like... Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, you're talking about them. actually making yourself taller? What? Yeah, like, they can do this. It's like they break your legs and then, like, your bones kind of, you know... Heal back. Fuse back together. Yeah, and, like, you can get a couple of inches that way by breaking them in a whole bunch of places. Yeah, there's people that do that. And they then there's, like, um, guys who hang upside down with weights on them and shit during that process and shit. You're like, fuck, why? You know, just... God damn it, just wait till you're 13 to ride the damn ride. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Fuck shit. shit. I'm, I'm kind of at that height where it's like people who are insecure about their height, which I'm not, but like people who are insecure about it are all like, oh, ho, ho, I'm one eighth of an inch taller than you, ho, ho. And it's like, fuck you. You have such a small penis that you have to go around saying that you're taller. You know, whatever. Yeah, John is, he's a massive guy, but he's not tall. He's like, you remember like Barney Rubble? He's just like solid, thick, 
you know, guy, but he's John's massive, yeah. solid, thick. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, he's real bainy and like bulbous. And I'm a non attorney spokesperson for John Holland's thick dad bod. John's turgid dad bod. Yeah, if you uh, tune in at 3 a.m. on the uh, basic cable channels, there's, we're, we're pumping it. We're pumping it hard. Look, never flaccid. I'm telling you, man, I've never touched John Holland before, but I think if I did, he'd be solid motherfucker. I know he's up in the gym working on his fitness dog. So, you know, like he's he's not a he's not a, a tall guy, but he's still a hoss. He always wears turtlenecks. You're like, what's what's his deal? No, John, fuck. Nobody in Texas wears turtlenecks, bro. You'd be fucking drugged behind somebody's oh, truck. Oh, some people do. Uh, oh, well, in Austin, but not yeah, in San Austin. Antonio. Not in San Antonio or Dallas, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, some, some dude, like, uh, uh, there's there's this show. What what the f- welcome to Waverly? That's what it was. It's like only four episodes, and it was on Bravo. And they took like these six very very stereotypical coastal people, and uh, they had to live in like this small town in the middle of Kansas for a couple of months or something like that. And I'm just imagining that like one of those dudes in a turtleneck showing up in San Antonio and being like, "Howdy, y'all." I didn't see that one. I love Wizards of Waverly Place. It's no, no, it's not. It's it's not a pedo show like that. It's it's well, it's on Bravo, so it probably is a pedo. John, they talk about real issues on that show. Please, please. He's got his wand in his briefcase. That's weird. I usually keep my briefs in my wand case. <laughs> I I swear to God, I have never seen any of those Disney shows. Well, it helped me get through a lot of a lot of pain. I swear I've never seen any of those Bravo shows, man. I don't know. I've never watched Bravo or Disney. You don't know what you're missing out, Sid. Hey, I'm Miley Cyrus from Hannah, Montana, and you're watching Disney Channel. It's oh, you've never seen The Soup, dude? Come on. Wait, Talk Soup came on E, though, right? Is is it on Bravo now? Oh. It's just no, it's it's a new show. It's called The Soup. It's just a bowl of of, of liquidy soup. You stare at it for half an hour. Broccoli cheddar, a, Italian wedding, tomato basil. <laughs> this what's the lineup looking like this season? This is terrible. New England clam chowder. <laughs> Real Housewives of Italian Wedding. So, yeah, um, The Soup, that's that show that used to be on E! It's on Bravo now, is what you're saying? Because I did used to watch it. Why Why am I thinking that it was on Bravo? I'm getting Bravo and E! confused. That's how out of the loop I am. Because they're essentially the same thing, right? Well, they're just no, both great I want to say Bravo is more of like an arts channel. Like They like to do a lot of fashion-type shows. Like I said, I don't really watch too many of them, but I see commercials for Bravo on other channels I watch. Um, mostly, I just watch like FX. Like, all my favorite shows are on FX. Bravo has, like... I know their most popular show that I can think of off the top of my head is RuPaul. RuPaul's Drag Race, where the dragsters, they come and they race, and uh, whoever qualifies goes on to the big cup, I think. Oh, God. That's how drag races work, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I mean, I know about 
RuPaul. I mean, I know what it is. I could not tell you what channel it's on or network. It's on Bravo. It's on Bravo. They uh, are in those really fucking loud cars that fucking shoot fire out. You know, the fucking cool ones that run on like alcohol. That's history, dude. That's history channel. The cool cars are on history. History is on. What's that? There's like one channel that I always see where it's like all they do is car auctions. Yeah, car auctions. uh, The car auction channel. I love that channel, John. Is that like on the Velocity channel? We used to have the Velocity channel at this bar I worked at, but I've never like seen it on, you know. Go ahead. You never lived until you've seen a Ford Mustang go for 3,800 bucks, John. What the fuck? Yeah, that stuff is just like boomer porn where they're like auctioning off all these old 70s muscle cars. But you know how back in the day when reality TV started and they would have like those dating shows on MTV and stuff and people would be like, oh, yeah, and I'm really hoping that I find someone, blah, blah, blah. And it's like now everybody knows that's just. Oh, my favorite one was Eliminate, dude. Yes. Two, three, four. Eliminate. By day, he's a mild-mannered Eliminate contestant. My name is Steve, and I'm straight. I swear. <laughs> it all starts now. Eliminate. One, two, three, four. Eliminate. <laughs> Do you remember Eliminate? Like, it would be one chick going out with, like, five dudes, and, like, sh- they would just... It was like watching a slasher movie. She would just take them out one by one, dude. That would well, be a good that's, idea. Uh, Jenny McCartney hosted. Ooh, singled out. Yeah. Singled out. Like, said, yeah. Oh, man. Right here, we have 50 single women. Right here, we have 50 single guys. That's right, 100 love-starved people looking for a taste of romance on MTV. Singled out. And now your host, Chris Hardwick. Thank you, Tammy. You're welcome, Chris. I love you so much. Welcome to Singled Out. Here's our recipe. We throw 50 guys and 50 girls into this big pot. We let two rise to the top. I'm just going to dump the rest, you know? Let's get rid of them. Before we begin, let's go to Jenny McCarthy in the dating pool. Hey, everybody. As usual, we're going to do this twice. First with the guys, then with the girls. Remember, one in 50 is going to have a chance at love. Are you guys ready? Yeah! Everybody, Chris, bring out the babe. She's an 18-year-old college student who knows exactly where she's going in life. But once on a date, she accidentally walked into a fire hydrant. Say hello to Katrina Abrahamian. And that game show was pretty cool, actually. It was like, I don't know. I think I recall there were a lot of very elaborate set pieces on Singled Out. Dude, MTV used to be dope. Yeah, they did, dude. I mean, they probably still are to young people. We're just not young people anymore. But they had the spring break and shit, and it was like... It was fucking sweet. You'd watch that shit all week long and fucking get high and shit. Like, I don't think people that people watch that shit now. It's a fucking garbage show. Oh, and you know how back in the day, like, we'd all be like, oh, my God, how could anybody be on this? Everybody's going to know who you are. This is going to follow you forever. What nobody understood is that there's going to be that there's so much fucking reality TV of people doing dumb shit. There's no way that anybody can keep track of it all. Yeah, do you think the guy from Real World can get a fucking table at Miami's Best Restaurant? I mean, if he's The Miz, yeah. he can. Do y'all know that, that The Miz was on The Real World before he's in WWE? Yeah, I know. I love that, dude. He's fucking 
a brick shit house now is huge. Sounds well, like the most famous the real world alumni, I guess is what they call it. What what do you call someone uh, who is on the real world? It's an alumni, yeah. A douchebag. But they had like <laughs> They have all those alumni challenges where they come back, real world versus road rules challenges, and they come back and and. But it's, but it's those are only like the people who have totally made a job out of being on that shit, though. Like for every one of them, there's like thirty people that have never been on television again. I just want to say hashtag Team Dunbar. We're gonna do this in 2019. We're coming back. What happens, what happens? when people stop being polite? Start getting real. Okay, most most famous real world has got to be that uh, dude from San Francisco who died of AIDS because they talk about him all the goddamn time. I don't know, John. I don't judge. Everyone's got AIDS in my eyes. <laughs> so did he have AIDS, AIDS when for AIDS? Did he have AIDS when he went on the show and like I, died in the middle I, of the season? He was. Like, I don't know much about the real world, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have much to contribute I, to this I conversation. This like maybe like the second or third season, so this would have been like way early '90s. But um, mm-hmm. but it was like he was HIV positive on the show, and then I think it was like shortly while the show was airing, he he you know died from complications or got full-blown aids or died or something like that and you know this is back in the day when you know before where people were still afraid to touch somebody that had aids and all that all right think about this you're a teenager you're signing up for the show you're like i fucking this is the, everything i've wanted and they're like all right you're, you're gonna be with this guy who's, who's dying so just get emotionally attached to him and then we're gonna rip him away it's like they do that to a whole house of teenagers who just probably have counseling and years of fucking nah dude they weren't any teenagers on the real world dude because they were getting wasted on that show constantly had to be like 21 for liability reasons they stayed wasted on the regs on the real world dude that's why they would act so crazy dude because they were all fucking alcoholics the last one i remember is real world vegas and that they like got pretty rowdy then and like one of the chicks did like like Playboy or some shit after that. And I was like, now we're talking. There was the Hawaii one where there was that girl that was the alcoholic and had like alcohol poisoning on the show. Yeah. That was spectacular. She's little tiny girl or whatever. looked like your grandma. And then she just fucking just drink a gallon of booze. You're like, what the fuck? Now, one of my guilty pleasures, uh, that is in the similar vein of the real world is the Jersey shore. It's just something about watching those people fascinates me. It's like, are they, are they real? Like they seem like, have you ever watched the show trailer park boys where you're like, Oh yeah. This seems uh-huh. like it could almost be real, but it's like, they're so fucking goofy at the same time. It, it reminds me of that. Like they're like the fucking trailer park boys. It's like, how could real people be this fucking goofy and stupid? They- They've totally spun that off now. Where uh, now, now it's like Florabama Shore or something like that. I don't know. Nice. I, I get the allure though, Sid. That's why I, I follow bad rappers on Facebook. I just look them. <laughs> just look so uh, angry. I just want to punch them, but I follow them. I don't know why. I right. do that to myself. Do you follow the Gucci Gang guy? What's his name? Lil Pump. Yeah. Hey, hey. 
Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci gang. My lean costs more than your rent. It do. Ooh, your mom still live in the tent. Yeah, still slanging dope in the jets. Huh? Me and my grandma take meds. You follow him? <laughs> He's terrible. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, dude, that guy's the worst, oh, man. So <laughs> funny though if you like listen to that gucci there's a video where somebody took all of the lyrics of gucci gang and put them in alphabetical order and if you watch it like that it's pretty mildly it's vaguely entertaining Seven hours later. The guy has like millions and millions and millions of followers. And I know. I follow him just because he's a, he's a train wreck. He's a fuck. And he's just like smiling with no shirt on. This fucking bullshit. Right. He looks ridiculous too, people. Hey, Monday, rappers wore a shirt. Nah, man. Some of them didn't. DMX like never wore a shirt. Pretty sure. Yeah. Like, well, Have you ever seen DMX wear a shirt? Well, <laughs> you're, you're presuming that DMX is a rapper, which is debatable. They tried to put one on him. Oh, yeah, he's, like, really more of a rock and roll guy, I guess, huh? Because he does all the screaming, but... Uh, oh, what man. you really want? Uh, uh, uh. That real shit, yo. Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. Nigga. In a book. My nigga. Reading rainbow. You think it's a game? My dick. Friends to know. My nigga. Ways to grow. Nigga. A reading rainbow. Here we go again. What about uh? I'm sure you guys know what what the fuck's his name? Six Nine or something like that? Who just got arrested and got sent to snitch prison or whatever? Talk is cheap, motherfucker. Yeah, he's the one with the multicolored hair and teeth, and he looks like a, a fucking something. I don't know what's one of them. I think that guy actually looks I'm not gonna lie, I think that six niner guy looks pretty cool. He kinda reminds me of like one of the Joker's minions or something. <laughs> you know what? He reminds me of like somebody who's five years old and they give him like a million dollars. They're just like, here you go. You can do whatever you want. You know, there's sometimes where you're really not sure like about the line between reality and art and and he definitely knows how to grab attention and definitely knows how to stand out in a crowd and people are talking about him right well he just went to jail takashi 69 just went to jail because of uh his gang he got fingered for some like arm robbery or some shit right. he, he avoided he avoided jail for molesting a chick but then went to jail for armed robbery or something god I know he's a fucking idiot. And the thing is, if you have a gang, and then the fucking the the famous rapper guy is the one that goes down for it, why have a fucking gang? Get one of the lackeys to take it, right? That's mafia shit. That's fucking. 
But you know what? But is he? Re- but is he really that stupid? Because remember back when Snoop Dogg first hit the scene, and like he was getting caught up in all those attempted murder charges and shit like that, and people were like, "Oh my god, he's a thug! Oh my god, he's a real gangster! Oh my god!" And now he's got a show with Martha Stewart, so who fucking knows where this guy's gonna Yo, be? Yo, Snoop and Martha is my fucking jam. That show's sweet. I think Takashi Six Nine though is just he's just so he's just so dumb, and he he's always flying off the handle or running around with a gun or fucking threatening people. Where his crew's just like, God damn, this guy's a fucking lunatic, and like where, because like, otherwise your boys would take your fall, or else it wouldn't be like it's that guy with the purple hair, you know? It's, like, it's totally like the Black Eyed Peas where there's like what a dozen people in the Black Eyed Peas, but you can only name two of them. Fergie and Will I am. Those are the only people you know that are in the Black Eyed Peas, but they've got like a whole fucking thing, you know. Pablo kisses. That puts them boys on rock rock. And they be lining down the block just to watch what a guy. So delicious. I always read that Will I Am book to my kid. She loves green eggs and ham. There's that guy that looks kinda like that dude from the Matrix. And then that other black guy. Yeah, you got no idea who they are. Was Wyclef? No, Wyclef isn't in there. Wyclef was in the Fugees. How much do you think they pay the other two guys? Do you think they split it 25% everyone? Because those other guys have to be fucking nervous. Because they get replaced with no one. No. No one knows. Well, I think I think they're pretty fucking happy because, like, you know, Fergie and the rest of them, they're like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, I'm out. You know, they're they're off doing other stuff, and and they can like go on tour on like the uh, county fair circuit forever as the Black Eyed Peas. It's it's just like the Alban Brothers or uh, uh, what's the other big one? Sticks. They could do Six Flags. You, yeah, you remember like when they would have the old old bands at Six Flags at yeah, night like, for concerts. It's like only the guy who was like on one album as the backup bass guitarist. You know, but he can legally call himself check it out a member of the band. Oh, dude, that reminds me of this story, man. One time uh, there was this oldies concert and it was like super cheap to get in. It was thrown by uh, the local oldies station and they were like, a Beatles going to be there. And everybody was so hyped, dude. We we're like, OK, well, it obviously can't be John. This is back when George Harrison was still alive. And they're like, when Linda McCartney had just died, we didn't think it would be Paul. I was hoping it'd be George Harrison. He'd play My Sweet Lord because that's like my favorite song. Fucking song sweet. But we got there and it was fucking Pete Best. And I was like, who the fuck is Pete Best? <laughs> and like Google Google didn't exist back then. So I'm like, I, I couldn't just Google like who Pete Best was. So I was like legitimately like, who the fuck is Pete Best? You know, like 12 year old me was completely furious by that. It was Lauren Hill before Fergie, right? On the Black Eyed Peas. Wasn't, who's the girl? Who was the girl? Was it? No, oh, Lauren Hill. Oh, Lauren, Lauren Hill was, Hill was in the Fugees. Yeah, I, it's it's really easy to get who the Fugees. Who was the, the chick IPs before Fergie? Because I remember it wasn't always Fergie. There, there was no, there was no chick before Fergie. Really? No, I'm thinking. Yeah, it was always Fergie. No. They just really drastically changed their style up at one point, and Fergie yeah, became more. She was like more of a backup singer to begin with, and they pushed her more to the forefront and got her like fake boobs and like well, yeah. Also, you want to talk about posers? Fergie was has always been in show business. She was like the voice of uh, Sally on all those Peanuts holiday stuff, and then she was on Kids Incorporated. And the only reason I watched Kids Incorporated because it was the only thing on Sunday mornings. 
It's Kids Incorporated, the hottest new rock and roll show on television. It's all about kids, with kids, and for kids. Grab your socks, get ready to rock. It's Kids Incorporated. Everybody look around, hear the sound. Something special is gonna come your way. We got something that is new, that is true. We got something just for you today. So what are some good ideas for a podcast that would be better than this? Because I had an idea for one I proposed to Tim earlier this week where it's kind of like where you lay down in bed with us and like Tim's to your left and I'm to your right and we just like lay next to you. and What do they call it? That ASRM or whatever? <laughs> kind of. It would be like that, but it's more like just us talking in dulcet tones. Like John, you, you, you really don't listen to our podcast. Do you? I do I've never listened to a single episode. And even the last like 15 episodes been like 3D, like AMS are like none of, none of it. No. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> Netflix show the week. The finale's done and I'm alone. I'm on a Netflix trip here on my phone. But who I am is in these episodes So don't you tell me that it's just a show Oh, oh I've got a oh, Netflix show for you I didn't watch any Netflix, dude I've been watching Mayans all week, so Oh, God, that's right I'll, I'll talk about Mayans later, though Yeah Okay, I've I've got something for you on the Netflix And, and just hear me out on this You all know who Orson Welles is, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, some old guy. Some old famous guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sid, you know who Orson was. Citizen Kane, right? Yeah. Boom. Citizen Kane, the whole... Didn't he? Wasn't he in a fish stick commercial also? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that in a second here. Um, also, he was like the... Everybody on the internet should bow down to Orson Welles because he was the OG troll. He was the one who did that whole War of the Worlds thing on the radio that freaked everybody out. And they thought there actually was a Martian invasion. So... For everybody out there that's trolling, you owe a lot to Orson Welles. Here's a new hidden tip from episode one where I put a random clip from some random shit. That was from the War of the Worlds from Orson Welles. John, that was your reference from episode one. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so as you might know, you know, he does Citizen Kane. He's big in radio. He transitions to film, does Citizen Kane, probably the best film ever made, does a bunch of other films, both as an actor and as a director. And uh, there's there's also a ton of films that he did and for whatever reason did not complete them. And one of them that he started in the uh, mid to late 70s was called The Other Side of the Wind. And there's a new, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a documentary or biography about it, on Netflix called They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. And it kind of follows the history of this project, and it's just shocking how ahead of his time he was. Uh, it was going to be this mostly improvised film. 
kind of following this guy around and he goes to a couple of parties and he does this other stuff. And for us today, it looks really familiar, if not trite. But back in the day, nobody knew what this was. They were like, where's the script? And he's like, well, there isn't a script. We're just going to kind of you know, shoot things on the day and people are going to make up lines and they're just baffled. And he can't raise any money for it because nobody knows what the fuck he's doing. The entire concept of like reality TV or uh, docudrama is just not there. There's no language for it. And then, believe it or not, the Iranians get involved. He has to go into court in Paris to try to get his film back. Getting back to Sid's fish stick things, all those shitty commercials he did and shitty cameo appearances like on the uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, that was all done so he could get money to finance this film that never came out. And it's just amazing. Plus, you get some really great cameos in there. I mean, uh, Sybil Shepard's on there, like screaming about how fat he was and how much he loved popsicles. It's just incredible. Damn it, Marty! I got the plutonium from the Iranians! Alright. That was Libyans. Um, was it? Um, damn. Oh, damn. God, I was holding on to them for like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Uh, Yoch. <laughs> Alright. So I. Shut down, damn. That was. That was brutal, John. So, um. My Netflix show is a movie called Green Room. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's really crazy. It's about, like, a band that gets hired to do a gig at a, a deal, and they're back in the green room, and then fucking shit hits the fan inside of this, this bar, and they're, like, basically bystanders as fucking all the shit starts going down. But it's it's pretty, pretty crazy. I'd say, uh, if you like action, crazy adventure, like almost lock stock two smoking barrels ish kind of like just the action scenes from that not like storyline and shit but uh check out green room it's pretty pretty crazy what are we like paid non-attorney spokespeople for netflix now or something like you know we're we're non-paid <laughs> spokespeople for netflix so. we're we're non-paid non-attorney non-spokespeople yeah. <laughs> Tim, doesn't that uh, movie have Sir Patrick Stewart in it? That guy is a fucking treasure. Like, when he dies, I'm be really upset. But he's not getting any younger, man. You see they're doing a new uh, Star Trek show about him being Captain Picard. But nobody really asked for it, I guess. Luke Picard. I mean, that guy. Luke, Luke Picard. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Picard. I mean, that guy. Picard. Captain Picard. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. I mean, that guy. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. I mean, that guy. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. I mean, that guy. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. I mean, that guy is fucking hilarious. Everything that he's in now is so funny. Like, I know that he's best known for being Captain Jean-Luc Picard, but I think that he's a much better comedic actor oh, yeah. than a drama guy, dude. Well, also, like, I'm so happy for dudes like him and Anthony Hopkins and all those other people where, you know, they start out doing freaking Shakespeare theater and all that shit as one does in England. And now they're at the point where they can take like Michael Bay money and all these other people to do goofy shit. And they're just cashing the fuck in. It's good for them. That and they're both knights. That's fucking awesome, dude. Like yeah, that means they have Lord's right of the first night, bro. Yeah. I don't know about that. Dude, 
Patrick Stewart's pretty amazing. Somebody who had such an iconic role as Jean-Luc Picard, and he, he overcame that uh, from being typecasted, and, and that's almost impossible to do with something so big. Well, that, also, it's because he know? had the luck of looking exactly like Professor X, so... Yeah, man. That fucking that was pretty sweet uh when he was in Old Man Logan too. That was that was such a well done movie, yeah. Old Man Logan. I feel like that movie's so underrated because it was gratuitously violent. And I feel like at some points that did interfere with like some of the aspects of the storytelling, but it was such a well done movie, man. I don't go outside my house anymore. I these slippers are starting to feel uncomfortable. They're made by Kleenex. Have you guys heard of this brand of shoe? I love Kleenex. I like to wipe my packer with them. Did was it Mark Wahlberg? Didn't he wear like tissue boxes on his feet when he killed Matt Damon? Oh, spoiler alert! When he killed Matt Damon at the end of uh, The Departed, wasn't he wearing like tissue boxes on his feet or something like that? It was a good movie. I have never seen that. It's a really good movie, John. You should check that. Actually, that's one of those movies where it's like, I swear to God, I've got it recorded at least three times on my DVR, and it's always like, eh. DVR? You mean like like TiVo? Hmm. Oh, John. Speaking of which, I have another Netflix show. Um, it reminds me of The Departed, because a lot of people, main characters die in that movie. Um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. It's a show, it's, it's actually just a compilation of short stories like western themed or whatever but uh people usually get their comeuppance it's kind of like whatever western twist but it's like a lot of like you're watching it you're like holy fuck they just killed off the main character again what the fuck is going on in this show buster scruggs the same you make a sweet noise there partner that's high praise coming from the sand sabbath songbird herald of demise there ain't been many good Western shows in the past, like, 15 oh. or 20 years since Deadwood went on. Oh, man. no. Oh, oh you, what? You got Westworld? I'm in a dream. You're in my dream. I designed every part of this place. Not a theme park, but an entire world. Deadwood, that's what my ex-wife called my dick. I thought Westworld was like a sci-fi thing with robots. Yeah, it is, but... Yeah, but it's but it's Western. The simulation is Western, yeah. So when they're in there, it's like cowboys and shit, but then outside, it's like Matrix style. So outside of it, they're like robots and shit going on, but it's a simulation. Oh, okay. Well, and uh, okay. another Netflix. I'll go check that out. You know, you got... <laughs> Longmire, you got Godless, uh, Hell on Wheels, Wyona Earp. Come on, John, don't waste them. We got a lot of shows to do. Yeah, nobody's watching Godless as a new show. Wyatt Earp, I'll be your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. Wyona Earp, like a. Okay, Godless is pretty old, though, man. Godless, didn't that come out back in like 2000 or something? Yeah, 2017. Okay, well, I must be thinking of something else then. I've, I've never seen Godless. I need to go check that out too, I reckon. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't for Kevin Costner, neither of you would know who the fuck Wyatt Earp is. Just saying. Boom, mic drop. Kevin Costner also can't. Dude, don't be dropping the microphones. We don't fucking got it like that, man. Be careful. You seriously think nobody 
about lighter before the movie. Comet Cola has money. People know about it, but it's like, I was like, that's a, what the, who the fuck is Wyatt Earp guy? Who, who, who's this Wyatt Earp fella that everybody's talking about? This famous, this, in this famous western town, there was like a really good, like, deputy guy. You think who, anyone gives a fuck about that shit nowadays? I mean, fuck, John. We have Twitter. We have fucking Facebook. He's part of that, that whole fucking, you know, thing about Tombstone and about uh, the OK Corral and all that shit. No one cares. You, you never heard of any of that shit growing up. Who cares? Yeah, but our kids won't hear about that shit. No one gives a fuck about that shit. That's like a B-rated movie. Why wouldn't our kids hear about it? They're like, oh, you didn't fight off a million aliens? Who gives a fuck? Kids these days are fucking so ungrateful. I hate them. Tim is so fucking high right now, it's not even funny. <laughs> I sound like John Holland. This is fucking... Get off my lawn! Nobody oh, knows yeah. Kids aren't gonna know about Wyatt Earp because they're fighting aliens. Yeah, Tim gets higher than expectations every week here on place at comedy.com. What are you smoking tonight, Tim? Are Tim, you... for the love of God, what are you smoking? We need to let uh, the FDA know. Are you smoking the Pineapple Express? The, that's his favorite. I did roll a blunt, and it's, I had to roll a second one, so... <sighs> Trying to keep up. That would, be, got... that would be a good segment. Disgusting Sex Act or Strain of Marijuana. All right, welcome to another episode of America's favorite new game show. Is that weed or a sex deed? And now your host, Mr. Tim. Take it away. All right, John, check out the new strain or sex act, Sticky Wicked. Sticky Wicked. Uh, I'm saying sex act. Yeah, I'm going to say sex act, too. All right, so... It's just something I made up. And it could mean like you um, you have a sticky penis, I guess, is where I was going with that one. So fill in the blank and then laugh at your own joke. That one's for you, listeners. I got some Sin Mint cookies. That's been really nice. You feel like uh, Thin Mints from the Girl Scouts. That's like weed with that aroma. And it's very nice, mellow, nighttime, sleepy bud. Coming to a dispensary near you. All right. So, uh, Sid, do you have a Netflix sitch you ancient? Well, not really. So I uh, waited until this uh, show was over its first season before I started watching it because I knew that once I got started on it, I wasn't going to be able to stop. And it's Mayans. MC. It's a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. It's from the creator of The Shield and, of course, Sons of Anarchy. Um, it's about a California motorcycle club that's working close to the Mexican border, working with Mexican cartel, and the Mexican cartel finds themselves at odds with a group of rebels that are sabotaging their operation and um, it's really fucking intriguing shit. It's brutal. It'll make you feel bad, but it's a really damn good show. It's very well done. Uh, the bikes in it are sweet. I've never actually ridden a motorcycle. Like I've never driven a motorcycle. I rode on a bitch pad one time. I don't think you can count that though as like riding a motorcycle. No. Though. No. <laughs> so 
Um, I think motorcycles are fucking sweet though. Uh, this has got uh, a lot of a lot more of what I liked about uh, Sons of Anarchy and a lot less of what I didn't like about it. Like uh, I didn't like the soap opera esque like family drama aspects of Sons of Anarchy so much. This uh, so far in this first season doesn't really have that as much like it's still a minor part of the story, but it's not like a 50 50 thing. Like it was in sons of anarchy. It's way more about like the intrigue and crime drama. And of course, just a lot of badass action guns and motorcycles. Fucking sweet. So that reminds me, actually, there's this other show that I've been watching a lot lately. It's called window. It only comes in on this weird, funky TV in my house. I don't use very often. Every day, though, there's this show where a mailman comes to my house, and it's it's just a terrible tuning. I, I t- tune into it every day. Oh, my God, dude. Tim. There's no comment section, so. The, the worst part about this is, you know, Tim's just, like, hanging on to this, and it's like, this is going to be gangbusters. He's like, this is the one I'm closing on right here. This is yeah, this, we're this going out on this joke. Uh, all right, I'm crafting these. I'm high, guys. Right uh, these jokes are... Let's do some wacky news, man. All right, wacky news. Oh, Blazing Comedy's Wacky News. We leave no pot leaf unturned. We cover all the hard-hitting topics. It's like hard as ball sacks. All right, this one is a, a uh, one sponsored by Guinness World Records because we know how much John loves Guinness World Records. I feel like Guinness World Records is like a very reoccurring theme here in the wacky news. Well, it's because it got a lot of hype. The last the the jump roping thing. So now everyone is doing these to try to get fame. And it's like John said, people break it in a year or two. But these businesses are now putting money into like, okay, let's do this Guinness record and we'll get our our shit in the paper because that's cheaper than Facebook advertising. Yeah, exactly. You know, these jump ropers are sponsored by if you were a loved one has uh, got mesothelioma, you may be entitled to compensation. Mesothelioma is a rare cancer linked to asbestos exposure. Also, if you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, call the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma hotline. Here's a guy eating hot dogs to remind you that the shingles virus may already be inside of you. Take it away, robot lady. Some people are more likely to develop shingles than others. It is estimated that half of all cases of shingles occur in people aged 60 years and older. <laughs> we've got to we've got to do like a Guinness World Record. That's how we can get in the paper so people will listen to our podcast, people who read newspapers like what people in the lobby at a hotel who reads newspapers actually. <laughs> Maybe I was working on smoking the most blunts for Guinness World Record, but Snoop Dogg just came out in an article that said he smokes 81 blunts a day. That's fucking ri- ridiculous. Redonkulous. 81 blunts. Okay, that's that's more than three an hour, 24-7. Dude, have you seen his Instagram? He has, like, all these, like, half blunts, like, a pile of them on his desk. It's like people come in, he just smokes, like, half the blunt, puts it out. And- yeah, he's, he's like a chain smoker. He, like, forgot that he's got one lit, so he puts another one going yeah, everyone like he's got people rolling for him or he rolls them i don't know but whatever well the first half of the blunt is the best half of the blunt john you've never smoked pot before so you know let me enlighten you on why would the best why, why would the first half be the bad. best half because that's if totally the opposite of like cigars 
Yeah, dude. Well, I guess if you are a cigar smoker, if you're smoking a blunt for the cigar aspect of it, then yes, that you bring up a good point. But if you're smoking it for the weed aspect, the second half of the blunt can be pretty harsh, man. It's very hot. It uh, can often taste like tar. Uh, if you have a flavored wrap, sometimes the flavor can become quite overpowered. So I've never been the biggest fan of blunts. I smoked a lot of blunts when I hung out with Tim, and I haven't smoked a blunt since. Yeah, I like I like blunts, and the second half does get a little bit harsher. And if you if you have stickier weed, then the that resin will go around the shit, and you'll get like fucking red shit on your lip or black shit on your lip. You look like a it'll fucking- look like you've been eating ass. Like yeah. dirty ass. <laughs> yeah, like it. It looks like like it. Or See, you mean in addition to. All right. See, as as a non weed person, the only impressions I have of blunts are there's there's like obviously like the comical Jamaican Bob Marley thing where the guy's got like a you know, blunt the size of like one of those didgeridoos or something like that. And then there's like the idea of like somebody with a blunt who just like looks scuzzy as fuck, you know, rolling their own little paper and they've just got that that little thing and they're trying to conceal it in their hand and they look like a fucking criminal so that's that's my reference point on blunts well i just like i like smoking out of like a i always like joints and shit like that but a joint feels so oh, okay puny. okay so what is the difference between a joint and a blunt a blunt is with a cigar wrap and and then uh, um a joint is just like a little paper zigzag paper so I mean, when you're smoking okay, so, a joint, so so what do you call it? It's when like what's takes... the difference between a cigarette and a cigar? John? Okay, so if somebody takes the black and tan, hollows it out, and fills it with weed. What is that? Is that a blunt or a joint? Yeah, that's uh, I don't know, man. That's something else, dude. A what's black a black and tan? tan? They're what's like that? black and milds, bro. They have like the oh. tits on them. Yeah, black well, and milds. Yeah, that's a blunt. Yeah, that's a blunt. I guess yeah, because you can pack a blunt. Cigar. You don't have to roll. It's a all blunt. about the leaf. It's all about the leaf. And yeah, the thing is, I. I used to smoke like cigarettes for a couple years and then I quit. And then I think it's because the Did tobacco leaf. Speaking of which, I have non Hodgkin's lymphoma. Paid non attorney folks. No, but I think it's because the, the tobacco, honestly. I like it because I can smoke it and put it out and I can hit that. I can put it out six, seven times and just kind of smoke it throughout the day or whatever. Whereas like if I have a pipe, I'm always like cleaning it out with a needle and fucking cashing it out and it's like getting clogged and whatever. And it's like you smoke the cigar, you put it out, you're done. Boom. Wipe your hands. You don't have a fucking bullshit. Okay. So let me ask another stupid question because we all know a cigar is tobacco that's rolled in a tobacco leaf, right? Essentially. So what is the term for a a smokable weed product where it's weed wrapped in a weed leaf. That's could still be a blunt because they do have hemp hemp wraps and shit. I would consider it a blunt. I think anything that's not cigarette paper would be blunt. Even if it's tiny, black and mild or whatever, if then it'd probably be classified as a blunt. But they have hemp wraps and stuff, but they're blunt wraps. They're not like joint wraps, but they also have hemp joint papers. But it's See, this makes no sense to me. It's I think it's paper versus thicker wrap, I guess. Okay, so tobacco in paper is a cigarette. Weed in paper is a joint. Tobacco in tobacco leaf is a cigar. Weed in tobacco leaf is a blunt. Weed in weed leaf is a blunt. 
So I guess me and and uh, weed in tobacco leaf is a blind. Yeah, well, they also make hemp papers now because they make everything out of hemp. So you can get rolling papers. And okay, so what about tobacco in hemp paper? That would be a joint. Dun, dun, dun. Because it's paper. It's like no, that would paper. be a cigarette, dude. It wouldn't be a joint if it's tobacco in a hemp paper. Oh, it's tobacco. Yeah, yeah it'd be a cig. Be a cig. Because dude, there's no THC in that. Hemp. Or, well, no, in Canada, they put tobacco and marijuana together in their uh, cigarettes and joints. And they call that a joint. Yeah. I found that out the hard way with tobacco mixed in, but that shit is gross, dude. Like, never fucking smoke a joint with a Canadian person, bro. I'm just telling you. Yeah. You get the spins, you're like at the bar, and you're like, I'll hit that bong, and you're like, fucking dome it. Fucking, I just hit half a cigarette, coughing like I'm fucking a newbie, like I have virgin lungs. Yeah, wacky news. We are, we just can't stay on the rails. What is, what is the show? <laughs> what? Dude, we're, because you started talking about window. Yeah, because you're <laughs> so fucking high. Dude, window, the craziest thing happened on window the other day. <laughs> <laughs> a woman was walking her dog. <laughs> I think we just lost all five subscribers. All right, bye. <laughs> Love y'all, dude. It's high definition though. It's fucking great. It's high, all right. Oh, dude, Eric will fucking listen to us no matter what. He don't got shit going on in fucking it's like, Wyoming. It's like, dude. it's like Eric and like five Russian troll bots. Right. <laughs> I met him in person. He came. He came over. I gave him a magic hat shirt. It's fucking dope. He told me if uh, I ever come back to Longmont, he was gonna come from fucking Wyoming. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? That's crazy. He's the first person I've talked to other than my six year old daughter in like a month. So I was like, do my social functions work? And he's like, yes, they do. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like Tim, his daughter. He's like, and watch the mailman's gonna come through the television. I wonder if Handsome Jeff knows that uh, we're blazing now. Anybody heard from Handsome Jeff? I, I think it's pretty impossible for anybody on the old page to not know about blazing. <laughs> I do, am in contact with Jeff Jeff Bauer from our Patreon, my man Jeff Bauer. I've talked to him, and he's 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 gonna move for his work, so we're gonna hopefully meet up before he leaves. I gotta get on him about that. Shout out, Jeff! Much love those sexy, sexy dimples that I could take a bath in. I mean, come on. Hey, what was the uh, record that they broke in that last wacky news story? I've already forgotten. All right, the first wacky news. Or did news, we ever? First wacky news. Or did we ever talk about that? There's, no, we didn't talk about it. We oh, okay, good. About good. I'm just making sure I didn't miss that. <laughs> All right, it was how many times can you be derailed in a podcast? Magic and Hash just broke it four times. All right, so Nepal team breaks Guinness World Record for 126 hour dance. Whoop whoop. I'm challenging you, Jeff. To what game? The dance, dance revolution. That's great, Bobby, but we don't have dance, dance revolution, so you're dumb. That's fucking sweet, dude. Was there any one person that danced the entire 126 hours? Does it say? I doubt it. Yeah, and what, what are they considering dancing? I mean, is it just like the white people sway and you call that dancing? Because anybody can do that for 126 hours. 
Remember that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where, like, they had a dance contest and the fucking last person dancing won the bar? <laughs> I fucking loved that episode, dude. <laughs> All right, next. Um, suitcase full of cocaine. No, we'll wait on that one. All right, next. Uh, Too late. All right, suitcase full of cocaine found in New York airport. Again, no one wants to claim that shit. That. Authorities in New York say it's worth $1.3 million worth of cocaine. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said at John F. Kennedy International Airport, uh, they searched a bag that arrived in a flight from Quito, Ecuador. Well, at least a bear did need it this time. Also, um, Sid, we still have that flight to Ecuador booked for next week. I hope this doesn't change our plans. I fucking love Ecuador this time of year, man. I would go to. It's so fucking cold. I would legit go to Ecuador if, if I could. Right how how cold is it where you're at right now? Uh, it's frosty. It's frosty. It's it's starting to snow every couple of days. So it's like we probably have three days of sunshine and four days of cold right now because Colorado. Said how cold? Oh, man. It's it's below freezing, but it's not snowing. It's clear. It's like, I don't know. Well, it wasn't below freezing all day. It's just starting to get below freezing at night. So, God, ask us a question. Get like a fucking five minutes from both of you guys. Where you're at, do you have to put well, two turtlenecks on? I'm sorry, on? John. I'm not looking at the fucking thermometer right now. Kiss my ass. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, where I was going is it was 77 degrees today. Oh, God. You bastard. I miss yeah, San Antonio so much. Okay, I got a great wacky Let's hear it. So, Donia Beach, Florida. A Florida woman faces an aggravated assault charge after authorities say she passed gas in line at a dollar store and pulled a knife on a man who complained about it. So, uh, citing Broward Sheriff Office report, the Miami Herald reports 37-year-old Shanetta Yvette Wilson passed gas while waiting in line at a Dollar General Sunday night and upset a nearby customer. The report says the offended customer and Wilson then got into an argument in reference to the defendant farting loudly. It says Wilson pulled a small folding knife out of her purse and told the victim she was going to cut him, gut him, and while moving as if to attack him. Wilson was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. It's unclear if she has a lawyer. I am a non-paid attorney spokesperson. Has <laughs> <laughs> someone or a loved one passed gas near you at a dollar store? So how bad would a fart have to be for it to qualify as assault, though, is my question. <laughs> Well, the thing that gets me is, in the story, it says he was offended by the loudness of it, not by the smell of it, which doesn't make sense. Sid, that's funny that you mentioned the story, because I had the story picked for the show, but it got dropped for a Guinness, a corny, stupid Guinness one. But I'm putting it on the website, so it's going to be up. I'm updating the website, should be updated tonight, but that'll be on there both. So you get it on the podcast, and you get to check it out. So go check out blazingcomedy.com. For more on that, I'm sorry. It's just when I saw this, I was I like, "We have awesome. to talk about this on the show." Because yeah. I mean, come I've, on. I've got a wacky news for you guys. All right, ready? Wacky news. Dateline London. 
a Japan Airlines pilot who was who had reported for to fly a plane from London to Tokyo shows up ten times over the legal alcohol limit. Sid's got wacky news. John's got wacky news. Why did I even come in today? What's going on? That's fucking sweet. You're here for sound effects. It's cool. You get to do Tim. You get to do all the sound effects. Okay, buddy. Okay, so this guy shows up 10 times over the legal limit, just for the record, 42 years old, has 189 milligrams of alcohol per 100 milliliters of blood in his system, which is 10 times the 20 milligram limit for a pilot, and I know what none of that means because the metric system is stupid as fuck. I mean, it's got to be pretty fucking drunk if it's over the legal limit for a pilot, because they're all drinking a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. No kidding. (laughs) I mean, like, no comment. I also pulled a soul plane clip for Roach Clip of the Week. <laughs> We've talked before about how the movie Soul Plane is. Oh, man. Yeah, there's, it's a clip of Snoop Dogg as a pilot, and he's got like a fucking studio mic, and he's like, listen up, everybody. He's talking to it. It's so fucking funny. I love it. Oh, uh, Snoop Dogg and Soul Plane was the best because he's like, oh, said God, that yeah. he, he's like, yeah, I earned my wings when I was in the war. We used to write shit on the bombs like, fuck Saddam. <laughs> my favorite part of that is when Tom Arnold goes upstairs to the club. Mm yeah terry cruz yeah terry cruz is there and he like he falls in a hot tub or something doesn't he oh no terry cruz is like the security guy um right yeah tom arnold falls into the uh the hot tub or something yeah yeah tom arnold's a goofy bastard i fucking love that guy favorite tom arnold movie though true fucking lies that movie is sweet dude that might even be my favorite arnold movie too all right i'm gonna actually do a story that i I picked for the show. Is that cool, guys? All right. Japanese Festival breaks another Guinness record for the number of bowls of soup served within a three-hour period. They served 1.2 tons of beef, 3,500 pieces of kanjaku corn paste, 3,500 spring onions, 184 gallons of soy sauce, 24 gallons of sake, 441 pounds of sugar and six tons of water, you selfish bastards. It's probably radioactive water, too. Why do we keep talking about soup on this episode, man? Yeah, now I want some weird. soup. Dude, I really want some soup now. This, y'all. Is, <laughs> this is the perfect example of the kind of record that can so easily be broken. Because you know what? If Bill Gates or somebody was just like, fuck it, I want this world record and I want it for all time, he could buy enough soup to like make this untouchable. Right, but who would do that? It's so it's like a lunatic thing to do. So it's like, all right. Well, well apparently the there's plenty of people soup. doing it. All right, give him a spot in the newspaper. Who gives a shit? It's like he made a bunch of soup. Who gives a fuck? Now I have a new, I have a new mission in life. I must become a supervillain and fill the Hoover Dam with soup. <laughs> Meanwhile, a short distance away, Snidely Whiplash was up to his favorite pastime: tying women to railroad tracks. <laughs> Sid, we, I'm sure you'll get in a newspaper <laughs> or like a. You know, police blotter or something. Then people will listen to our podcast. They'll be like, holy shit, it's that soup guy. That's like the plot. I'm a non-paid, non-attorney spokesperson for soup. Blazing Comedy, the best podcast that no one listens to. Check us out. Um, So there's a Kansas mural on track to... No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not done with soup jokes yet. 
So like Sid, you could be a Batman villain. And like when you're kicking Batman's ass in the beginning, you could be like, here, Batman, have some chicken soup for your soul. And then like kick him with the sole of your boat. Oh, so I would be like a 70s Batman villain. That's yeah, cool. Because this of is all the Batmans, a... I think I'd probably want to fight Adam West one the most because I feel oh, like God. I would actually have a chance. A chance. Totally. Like Christian Bale Batman would fucking crush my shit, dude. Like I would stand no chance against him. Best soup reference is the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. The soup Nazi says that now that his recipes are out, he's not going to make any more soup. He's moving out of the country, moving to Argentina. No more soup, Jerry. No more for any of us. Where are you going? He's giving away what's left. I got to go home and get a big pot. That is, uh, that's a, a supreme reference there. Oh! Yep, 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 yep. Blazing cavity! There's a Kansas mural on track to break the Guinness record, guys. 50,000 square foot mural painted on a long wall. We should get this, the Trump campaign fucking going on this shit, you know what I mean? And then uh, I'm not going to even mention the name of the company doing it. It's like it shows painters up on scaffolding, like, or on like a boom lift, and they're like driving down and they're painting this big, like, uh, abstract woman on this thing. It's weird doesn't look great it's it's like they're like all right we're not gonna do something cool or put money into design at all let's just make it the biggest fucking thing we can do yeah yeah that's a pretty good point man yeah it's like don't you want it to be cool oh, it's like see, it's gonna be like see monumental. what i mean like, they're only doing it so they can get this fucking record they don't care about the mural they don't care about the quality and you know what someone's gonna come along with the mural that's one foot bigger and then they get it or what if somebody came along and did a record for the biggest act of vandalism by spray painting a bunch of dicks on the mural? Dude, oh, we could get in there. The newspaper, you go. Nice. That reminds me, that we there is a company in Colorado that is is competing against this mural, and they're gonna try to make a a bigger mural, but they're gonna make it of my dick. So. Good luck, guys. Get enough paint for that. Are they going to have to use the Hubble to enlarge it to that size? They are, man. <laughs> the Hubble hasn't been used for anything in a while, man. They need to fucking do something with it. Ladies, my dick is out of this world, is what they're saying. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> also, the Hubble is a very powerful microscope, telescope. Stellar! All right. <laughs> microscope tells all right and the king of all guinness records that was beaten all right guys this is the number one story an elementary school pipe cleaner chain sets the guinness record for the longest pipe cleaner train it was 11 miles long a las vegas elementary school was awarded a guinness world record hey my guys oh it's pretty impressive i'm not gonna even say the name of the school but wow are you wow. getting all these wacky news stories from the fucking Guinness Book of World Records? <laughs> he, this isn't even news. He's got the Guinness Book of World Records. He's so fucking reading the Guinness like, Book been of through World Records. Yeah, okay. The mailman <laughs> show <Okay, serious>. delivered <laughs> the Guinness Book the other day. Serious question about the pipe cleaner thing. Now, did the kids actually like get regular sized pipe cleaners, or did they just like like somebody's dad works at the pipe cleaner? factory and they were able to get like an industrial goddamn spool of pipe cleaner before they cut it i don't know 
probably get it donated from parents or some shit. They're like, we need 17 packs of pipe cleaners for first grade. They're like, what the fuck? Oh, God, how annoying. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, by the way, we're also selling cookie dough, and we need everybody to show up for this thing. Oh, yeah, and your pipe cleaners. Okay, it's time for me to say something really fucking high. But why do they even call them pipe cleaners, man? Like, you couldn't clean a pipe with that. It, the resin would fucking stick to all the fuzz. It'd like, be a terrible thing like to a clean a pipe with. Pipe. Like a smoking pipe. Yeah. Not not a weed pipe, like a freaking tobacco pipe, you know, like... Tobacco you know, like, has like, resin too, brother. It's not as sticky, but it's still... Like, I mean, I don't think it would be very effective. I don't think I have to put sound effects behind the show tonight. It was a bit fucking funny. You guys are awesome. But this is fucking awesome. awesome. I'm sorry, Tim. Now I understand why you're all mad about me and John having wacky news, because you just were doing a bit the whole time. But yeah, we totally yeah. ruined it. Thanks for Yeah, we totally ruined his bit, dude. But that's what he gets for trying to fucking do a bit with us. Yeah, we'll no fucking counter that shit. Can I have a hug? I don't do that. I don't... No, Sid, I will electronically shock you right now. Ow! You fucker! How the fuck did you do that? Yeah, I have learned many, many hacks in my house. The toaster hack is amazing. <laughs> but guys, thanks for joining us. Sid, should we wrap it up? Should we... We're wrapping it up in paper or tobacco leaf. Um, nice callback. Like every, like every good buds, we're gonna be blazing it to the end. We're we'll blazing, <laughs> we're blazing it to. Okay. All right, thanks. Thanks for <laughs> listening stupid. on us on your. Tim, are you a boxes. paid non-attorney spokesperson for fucking up the outro? <laughs> It's you or a loved one ever failed to land your podcast. You might be entitled to compensation. I think, dude, oh my god. We're fucking idiots, man. I love this shit. People take sound for granted, but you would miss it if it wasn't there. If you had Mom's Spaghetti Capture it, just let it slip. Yo, his palms spaghetti, knees weak, arms spaghetti, his vomit on his sweater spaghetti, mom spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm spaghetti, to drop bombs, but he keeps on spaghetti, what he wrote down, the whole crowd goes spaghetti, he opens his mouth, but spaghetti won't come out, he's choking how, everybody's choking now, spaghetti's run out, time's up, over, blah, snap back to spaghetti, oh, the goes It's ready. You better never.